Hello and welcome to Design Untangled Me Chris Mears and the world famous Carla Lindarte. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very good. Oh my god, I'm more famous. <laughs> How are you? Yep, good. Still recovering from my holiday that I just got back from in Reus in oh, Spain. You always on holiday. I am always on holiday, but I didn't know that was how you said Reus. So they were at, I was at the airport and they were like, oh, where, where are you going today? I was like, Royce. They were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> where the hell is that? <laughs> and then they listed off like 15 oh. destinations that sounded vaguely similar then. I was like, do you mean Reus? So like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Such an English idiot. Oh, welcome to my world. That's what happens to me every day, trying to pronounce words I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was very nice anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like when you get back from holiday, you need another holiday to recover from it. I know. Well, that's good. You have one soon because it's Easter coming up. So you have one. That's true. That is true. Sure, chocolate will revive my spirits. Mm, yeah. I still don't understand Easter and the eggs and the rabbits and stuff. I don't get that. I think it's best if you just go along with it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to understand that either. But anyway, <laughs> I like the chocolate. Right, what are we talking about? So, we're talking about, um, I hope it's not a boring topic, but I found it, I used to be a very, like, a, you know, I used to criticize just a lot of people who talked about design thinking as being a thing. Because what I thought design thinking was just it was just a way of talking about what designers do right which is yeah create empathy create products um ideate or blah 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 tests whatever but now that i'm not necessarily working at a design environment uh because i'm not necessarily working on a product or um perhaps maybe a service but not a product specifically a digital product it yeah. becomes more obvious that the need of talking at design thinking as a methodology, as a way of thinking that not everyone really understands. So it, coming from a design background and working in design for many years and then joining a team of, you know, data science and uh, scientists and sell, selling pe sellers and, you know, technical people made me realize that actually the tools of design thinking are a very good way to talk about design to non-designers and also mm -hmm. to get them understand that all of these techniques that we normally use for the work that we do as UX designers or visual designers or whatever are very, very applicable for non-design environments. So that's what I think I find it, um, I've been finding it very interesting um, because design thinking is not necessarily all, only something that designers do. So if I were to ask you, what do you, how was your definition of design thinking? What would you say? It's basically a series of kind of tools, techniques, methodology, as you say, that aims to keep the user at the heart of what you're thinking about, the problem you're trying to solve. And it's just a way of framing the problem you're trying to solve in the context of how the user wants 
that problem to be solved for them, I would say. And there's loads of stuff off the back of it, principles, I suppose, like user research, obviously understanding the user, then actually testing things with them and learning from that as well. Yeah, definitely. That is definitely what I mean. I mean, design thinking is basically a way of coming up with solutions, reframing problems and coming up with solutions around the end user actual needs and wants. Um, and that is applicable for anything. Like before, obviously, if you apply that to a new product, a new app, a new service, it's kind of like a no-brainer, right, for people like designers to do that. But when you, for example, I'm just talking from my own experience, when I joined um, Google and the marketing team, it, it was a little bit of a struggle at the beginning for me to try to understand what how I can apply my design skills to a world that is not necessarily you know, building an app or building a website, right? Yeah. So it kind of took me a little time to understand that what we do as designers is not necessarily the output. Um, what we do is actually take people through the process of thinking from a design-led perspective. And what I mean with that is that when, uh, for example, if I've seen a lot of people um, in the team coming up with lots of resources and like, you know, a presentations, workshops, you know, um, matrix, uh, like dashboards, whatever. And a lot of the time when you're not in a design-led environment, you just kind of like go like autopilot and start producing lots of stuff without really thinking about who are going to read or look at or use the resources that you're creating. Yep. And are they going to adopt it? You know, is that necessarily what people need or is just you just doing it because you think that's what people need? So I guess what I've been trying to do in the last year or so is to try to embed this new way of working within a team um, and just getting them to realize that anything they do, any any output they create First, it, create, it has a design and creative process behind it because even if it's a dashboard, you kind of have to go through the process of thinking about how it looks like, how, you know, how it's going to work, etc. But also the importance of getting the end users or the people who you want this thing to like to be useful for to actually give you the requirements that you need. So. I've used things like, you know, creative like surveys, for example, to start to identify where the biggest gaps are in terms of like resources or things that people need to do their jobs better. Um, also doing like design thinking workshops, like getting them to create empathy maps, um, doing some interviews and play them back into the team and say, you know, this is what people are actually asking for. And just think about your day-to-day -day job and the things that you create and see if you're actually meeting their needs. So I guess that the purpose of this podcast is to to tell people to like to basically um, highlight the importance of creating this approach in any environment that you're at and not necessarily applying it only to design projects. Yeah, I think almost the word design in design thinking is a bit of an issue for that kind of adoption because, you know, we in our little designer bubble, we know that it doesn't just mean what people might traditionally think of design, which is a visual artifact at the end of it. But I think if you're not coming from that background, it can be just, like you say, something that 
poncy designers in their jeans and t-shirts do and <laughs> it doesn't really ring relevant to them but in any interaction you're having with another person it can be in a lot of cases that they are your user essentially so if you're having a meeting with a group of people they are your users for that meeting so you have to understand what their needs are what their goals are what outputs they need from that like you say it's just a way of remembering who your audience is and catering for them and that can be yeah it's not just digital products it's if you're creating a deck like what's the takeaways people need from that it's all stuff that you probably heard in different contexts but you haven't tied it back to this design thinking kind of methodology yeah definitely it's creating empathy right and it's just generating that empathy with the user and you are so right about the jargon of calling it design thinking because I have to say that when I started talking about this way of working and use the word design thinking a lot of people kind of like look at you like that's not for me because I'm not a designer I'm not creative I don't do this actually um, it's been really useful for me to try to avoid using the terminology (laughs) because what I've said is like, okay, let's just collaborate. Let's just build the, the next thing. Let's just do it together. Let's really try to understand what's the problem that we're trying to solve. Um, I mean, I'm kind of lucky enough that Google is an organization that they all kind of have this vision of like, you know, work for the user and everything we follow. So they kind of understand the the concept of an end user. The thing is that people don't see themselves as a being an end user for a particular resource. They obviously user kind of fits into the UX, you know, and product and digital product design context. But you're so you're so right about trying to avoid using that jargon and just making it just a way of working. So let's just change the way we work. Let's just try something different. Let's just focus on the real problems. And as you said, create more empathy with your audience. Um, make sure you have tangible examples which is something really really useful about design thinking is the what you would call the prototyping phase because obviously you have the empathy phase and the ideation phase and the prototyping and the testing um but the prototyping phase makes um everything a bit more tangible right in a lot of being yep. business contexts there's so much like I'm sorry about this word, but so much bullshit that people talk, right? You talk about so much, so many things, but only when you bring it to life with an example um, is when people start to really understand what you're trying to do. So prototyping not doesn't necessarily mean coming up with a product, like a clickable prototype, right? You could just create a, you know, one slide if you're going to come up with a deck at the end like you come up with a one slide that kind of shows roughly what you're trying to communicate or or maybe it's just about um writing a statement that summarizes the proposition of the value of whatever you're creating um so it's making that tangibility super important um for people to really understand what you're trying to achieve whatever project you do in any context Yeah, and I think internal users are some of the most neglected users out there, I think, just in the world. They're never focused on, so you'll be surprised how quickly you can win them over by actually asking them what they want for once. Yeah, And I hate the phrase taking them on the journey, but (laughs) that is, (laughs) you can do that quite easily. And once they start seeing how they can input into something that will ultimately make their life and their job role a lot easier for them 
you know it's not a hard sell a lot of the time yeah definitely i mean also you could argue that designers currently working in a design environment when they don't have to well, well sorry when they have to interact with non-designer stakeholders right so if you think about um clients from the marketing team or clients from um you know the finance team or like necessarily like or internal people within the organization if you're a permanent employee um applying the same methodology that you apply for user testing or uh, user interviews or um you know user workshops whatever I, I think is super important because as you say i know it sounds really um you know, consulting, that taking people through the journey is super important to then have them on your side as well to get them to understand what you're trying to do. I think sometimes, and I have to say, I did this many times in the past, I just focus too much on the output, on the day-to-day, on the sprint, uh, you know, cadence, on the use testing, etc. But then people within the organization, especially when you come as an external consultant or external designer, are the ones who are going to be using this thing and managing this thing in the future. So I think the more you apply the same kind of thinking on your like internal users, uh, I think that's going to be super useful, not just for you to kind of get their buy-in quicker, but also to get them to adopt whatever you're creating. Yeah, and I think one other thing I've noticed in my careers, I've moved away from creating wireframes and that sort of stuff to it's a bit more strategic, I suppose. A lot of the thing I observe is people sometimes just need the permission to try stuff they've been thinking about for ages, like to have the permission to test their idea with people, see how it lands. And if it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't mean that they get fired and have to go down the job center. It does take sometimes someone like a UX designer or whatever to actually bring those people along and help them understand we can test those ideas in a pretty easy way see what happens get some valuable feedback on it and just do it and i think a lot of it is just that permission that you can actually try things and helping people i suppose incorporate that into their way of working as opposed to thinking they have to get everything absolutely perfect all the time and that can be quite impactful that is so true that is super true and also like co-creation sessions I know sometimes they're annoying (laughs) and sometimes you don't want you know non-designers to come up with ideas for you know your next feature uh whatever but I think going internally sometimes and doing co-creation sessions with people within the organization you're working for um it's actually not it doesn't mean that you're going to use those you know prototypes or paper prototypes for your designs but it just makes people uh, create more ownership um to with whatever you're experimenting with and as you said it just gives them some give it gives uh it gives them a bit of freedom of testing and just trying ideas themselves that perhaps they've been thinking about for ages um so that is another way of um of applying that so if you think about like the concept of service design is like you think about obviously the front stage which is your product your service whatever you're designing with and we normally as ux designers or visual designers we stay in that layer in the front stage but when you think about the backstage or the organization behind that you really need to think about how they would perceive that particular solution especially if you come as an external um 
designer as I said like they're the one that would be the ones managing in the future do they have the skill sets have them be part of that journey you know do they have ownership of that so I think what I'm trying to say is that design thinking is or the, the work we do as a designers is not just only applicable and useful for the front stage of your work it's also very very useful for like the organization behind that particular product you're designing yeah definitely and the other aspect to this i think is important is that it's not done in a siloed fashion so there needs to be some sort of education from the top down so that you're not just applying design thinking really well in a particular area of the business and then that's it it never spreads it's important to get visibility of that from other departments or whatever the makeup of the organization is and like you say, show results as well. And that can help move the organization more towards a design-led or design-thinking-led kind of process on a wider sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something that... um, So some, like, tools and techniques that you can apply for that, as you said, like um, trying to talk more about what design thinking is and or what you're doing as a designer in a particular project... Um, there's something that um, Google does really well, which is called Meet the User, which is basically they get, um, you know, people, product teams, obviously developers, business, salespeople, to come and talk to real users and allow them to ask them questions and um, go deeper into certain problems that they think they have. So obviously they are trained uh, slightly by UX researchers, but the idea of this is that in 90 minutes they have kind of like a, like a speed dating uh, setup where they you know different part different business but people within the business they come and meet the users um, and just talk to them about what they you know a particular feature or whatever. So I think that's one way of getting everyone involved and also to show them the value of it. Um, because they can understand, they can start seeing the value of like talking to end users all the time and they participate in it rather than just reading a report at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, exposure to research is always one of the most powerful kind of things you can do to get buy into any UX process, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it just, it just helps people like, um, create empathy right so when they next time so because your responsibility is not just to you know identify pain points and as, as a researcher or ux researcher and designer you know identify pain points and fix the solution or improve it your responsibility is also to make sure that whoever is building this solution and whoever is going to sell this solution in the future or they also create like you create empathy for them as well because obviously they're they, they are in their day-to-day jobs. They're more worried about all the things that are not necessarily the end user, but the more connection you create um, between them and your end user, I think is, is your, our responsibility. Uh, that's a design team to create that empathy. So then in the future, they will make more informed decisions and you know they would, actually, they would be more likely to consider the user. Yeah, I mean, you'd think a product would probably be easier to sell if you internally knew that it actually was designed to help that user as opposed just to make some cash but was actually a bit rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, the point is that 
you know, design thinking or whatever you want to call it. If you don't want to call it design thinking, it doesn't matter. It's just the approach that you take for design, which is basically create empathy, define what you think are the user needs or pain points, um, insights there are, then coming up with ideas of solutions, um, prototype these ideas, test them, improve them or change the direction completely is something that you can apply to anything, right? Anything, even even to your even to your life. <laughs> yeah, I've seen um, UX for Change. I think they recently did a kind of talk on applying UX techniques for parenting as well. So, mm. you know, it really is quite a flexible set of tools that can be applied to any problem area. And kids are definitely a problem area. <laughs> well, um, I think that's it, what I had to say. I think it's just like, for me, it's been a journey because it is really, really diff- different when you work surrounded by designers and everyone understands what you're talking about and everyone understands the jargon and they believe and, you know, um, value, you know, what you value as well. Um, it was more like how you could then try to, uh, you know, bring these ways of working on non-design environments, whether you're still a designer in a team where you have to interact with non-designers or whether you make the decision to do something different um, for a little bit, like I did, um, and just like try to use those techniques to, to get to get to an answer. I mean, I've recently created a new workshop for um, clients who want to improve the way they do advertising and create them in a more data-driven way. And the works that were created before were quite technical and they actually sounded really complicated. And I recently, I created a workshop that used a lot of the techniques of design thinking for it and, and kind of like took the, a client through the journey of going through, you know, understanding the insights, understanding the audience personas, which um, I've prepared with a team in the, in the, before the workshop and then getting them to uh, prioritize the type of like data that they would use to create more data-driven creative advertising and then get them got them to do some paper prototyping and then some prioritization so it's kind of like how could you still apply all of this to something that it's not necessarily you know designers not don't necessarily work in that environment so um, it, and it was super good because at the end of the session, the client said, I've had these workshops in the past and this is the first time I actually understand what we're trying to do. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that don't be afraid of using what you know as a designer in any context because it is useful. I just need to obviously frame it in the, in the right way, but it is super useful because it's simple and straightforward. Yeah, I think it's just a very useful life toolkit, right? It used to be that in order to do a job, you had to have super in-depth industry knowledge or whatever. But by using design thinking, I think you can solve essentially any problem in any space effectively Mm -hmm. without having to have worked in it for 20 years or whatever. So just as a way of dealing with life and your career, I think it's a very valuable thing to try and apply to different situations just for your own growth. Yeah, definitely. Even like, for example, if you're going for a 
new different job or you want to explore something different or go into a business venture or like anything you wanted to do you can still do the same do some like end user research do some prototyping of your ideas and do some maybe some co-creation with your friends or whoever you think would know about the topic um you know like you can still apply all of that um it's just that you don't normally just think about it in that way well i i honestly didn't think about it in that way until i got into this um non-design environment cool is that all you got that's all I got. I hope I didn't bore you that much. What, me personally or yeah, the listeners? Yeah, you. And, yeah, the listeners as well. I hope I didn't bore them a bit. Subscriber rates have just plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, very soon I'm going to... I'm actually going... I'm gonna, I was going to tell you, I'm going to be a judge for the next DNAD New Blood Awards. So mm. I'm gonna, I might just do a special from there and interview people from there so if you want to know anything about dnad awards um just send me a message on linkedin or whatever and then i'm happy to go and ask the questions for you and when is that that is on the i think it's the 29th of april let me check uh yeah 29th of april okay cool cool plug completed (laughs) okay All right. right, See you next time. See ya. Search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at Design Untangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.